You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals for Thursday, October the 28th. My name is Lucas Smith, host of the show at LJ Fastball on Twitter, and this is the 300th episode of me as the host of Locked On Cardinals. Thanks for tuning in each and every day, whether it's on the YouTube channel or on the favorite podcasting platform of your choice. 300 episodes has come and gone pretty quickly. Uh, Seems like just yesterday I was just getting started. Seems like just a couple hours ago I was just getting started on YouTube. Uh, but but here we are, 300 episodes in. Uh, not all 300 on YouTube. Obviously, just started that this this uh, middle of the season. Uh, but 300 episodes overall since the start. Um, and again, that would have been since uh, 2000, um, August 2020. August, I think, 5th was when I was hired. Uh, Might have been the first show as well to double-check that. But 300 shows is uh, is for sure the count. Double-check that a couple different times just to be sure. Um, th- thank you guys for, for making that possible because without you, it would not be possible. Yeah, August 5th was my first show. Just double-check that right now. Um, so thank you guys for making that possible, making this possible. Because uh, without you guys listening each and every day, I would not have a uh, – just wouldn't have anything to – we don't have anybody to talk to, so I appreciate you guys allowing me to talk to you each and every day about some Cardinal baseball. Today we have a crossover with Paul Holden of the Locked On Rockies podcast, uh, talking some Nolan Arenado, some Trevor Story a little bit. Um, we're going to cut it in, into two parts, so part one will be today. Part one will be released tomorrow. Uh, we'll also have, ha- probably have some Locked On MLB Insider clips tomorrow to share, um, um, but also keeping it Cardinal focused with the Rockies-Cardinals crossover. Um, so I won't delay that too much longer into today's uh, episode. Uh, but just, uh, again, as a disclaimer, all this stuff was recorded before Game 2 of the World Series. There's a little bit of that mentioned in the later segments. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and get into the Trevor Story Cardinals-Rockies crossover on today's 300th episode of Locked On Cardinals. So thanks for tuning in each and every day. So without further ado, here is Paul Holden and myself talking some Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado, etc. on today's crossover edition of Locked On Cardinals. Rock on Rockies fans and Cardinals fans. If you're joining us today, a little offseason crossover fun. I kind of think it was the inevitable crossover, the one that uh, folks had to have expected coming at the end of of this season. Uh, we obviously uh, know what happened in the offseason. That's going to probably be the big topic of the show. But let me introduce uh, Lucas Smith here, of course, host of the Locked on Cardinals podcast. Lucas, thanks so much for for hanging out. Yeah, it'll be a good time, Paul. I'm sure it'll be maybe some tough memories for you to, to relive, but nevertheless, it'll be a good time talking about one of the greatest Rockies of all time and just getting to catch up again. It'll be a good time. Yeah, potentially could have been the greatest Rocky of all time if he actually got to play that entire contract that he had. Yes, that, folks, if you are tired of hearing about it, I am not tired of talking about it. We are talking Nolan Arenado today. There is a I, we're revisiting the trade. I want to ask Lucas kind of the, the classic what if. Would you go back and, 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 and do it all over again if, if you had the opportunity? What did you think of having a year of Nolan Arenado on your team? And, of course, the big news of no opt-out. He is staying in St. Louis for the long haul. We're also going to get into here later on a lot of times potentially with a certain uh, shortstop from Colorado could end up in St. Louis and boy, how much fun would that be for you, Lucas? Cause it certainly would not be fun for, for this Rockies podcast host. 
Yeah, I, I think that, that there's a good possibility of that. I think a lot of people wanted to see it happen at the trade deadline. I'm, I'm happy that it didn't, to be quite frank. Um, but but I, I think that, especially with, with the fact that the Cardinals already have Nolan, uh, it's a very real possibility. And the, the shortstop market is loaded, man. Uh, I mean, you got Baez, Correa, and and Story, Seager are all free, free agents. It's loaded, so it'll be a heavy class. He, he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. The only interesting thing is if maybe people are a little worried about the down year this year, but the end of the year, he really was able to show I'm, I am the thing I'm most worried about. And let's just start here. You know, we'll, we'll get to the thing. Well, let's just start with Trevor's story. The thing I was worried about from Trevor this year was the, the arm, the arm strength and the elbow. He just wasn't throwing the ball. Like we know, Trevor to be what was so great about having Nolan and Trevor on the left side is not only are they both, you know, gold glove, I Trevor story has been robbed of gold gloves. I, I he's deserving of at least one, I think in his career and, and his time that he's been here, but both rocket arms from the left side of the infield that are, that, that, that are accurate. And, and, and Trevor just, he had that elbow injury. He's had it before and, and it just nagged on him. So I'm just wondering, Lucas, from the outside, when you see a down year from Trevor story, both on defense and offense, does, does that make you think he's going to get a lower deal or maybe a little bit more hesitant for the Cardinals to go after him? I think in general, you even just take out the Cardinal aspect, just in general, I think he's going to get the least amount of money of anybody I just mentioned. I think yeah. the only person that might get less is Baez, but Baez is just so marketable and so flashy that he's going to get paid for that in and of itself. Whereas Trevor Story, and granted, Baez has played in Chicago and New York, two very marketable markets, right? And Trevor Story has played in Colorado, not necessarily the most marketable um, atmosphere to play in. So I think Baez is going to get that money just for he's Javier Baez. And I think Corey Seager and Carlos Correa are probably better than Trevor Story overall, um, as much as it might hate people to hear that Carlos Correa is good at baseball. Um but I do think that the, the down year doesn't concern me as much for, for a couple reasons. Number one, we saw Nolan Arenado have a down year in 2020 with a little bit of injury with the shoulder. He came back fine. We'll talk about Nolan a little bit. And two, the motivation to win in Colorado had to have been an all-time low this season. And again, these guys are professional athletes. you still got guys that are playing for their paycheck and things of that nature. But the, the competitive nature in Colorado, just from an outside perspective, you at the beginning of the season, at least you had the three-headed or the two-headed monster that turned into the three that went back down to the two-headed monster with the Dodgers, Padres, and Giants kerfuffle that was there at the 2021 season. And you had the Nolan deal. You had the GM that nobody seemed to like. So the, or the owner, whoever it was, the, the the motivation to win had to have been so low. So yes, was it a down year for Story on a lot of different, you know, a- assets or a um, lot of a lot of different facets? Yes, but I, I think he'll still get plenty plenty of money. And I think he's going to succeed next year. I think he's going to have a great year because I, I I'm with you. The mental gymnastics he had to jump through all this year loses Nolan in the off season, and not only that deals with the turmoil of of this. There's no way that Nolan's the only one that was disgruntled with the way the front office was handling the small competitive window of the Rockies. I mean, there's just no reason that the Rockies didn't do anything in 2019. There's no reason the Rockies went after these random players that really weren't building the team. And, and there's no reason for that. That That's where I would. And, and I'll just get dive into more of that in a, in a little bit. So I think Trevor Story going into this year loses Nolan, who obviously they're close. The two of you saw it at the you saw it when they came back to Colorado. And of course, you saw it at the All-Star game. Literally one of my favorite moments of the entire year that took some of the sting out. Nolan comes out of course field. Trevor Story's in the Derby and he's hyping him up. I mean, you're, it's 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 goosebumps yeah. right now. Would have been better if Nolan was still wearing a, a, the CR. But still, those guys are obviously very close. 
And then you're approaching the trade deadline where the Rockies are way out of it. The Dodgers and the Giants and the Padres, you know, at the moment, the Padres were still uh, relatively in the right. mix of things. And, and yeah, the Rockies are horrible on the road. They're, you know, on the outside looking in, they have a little bit of, of, of you know, you can kind of hold on to how great it was, they how good they were at home. But then he goes to the trade deadline fully anticipating to being dealt, which most people were thinking it kind of makes sense why, you know, but no, the Rockies hold on to him, tell him that he's not being traded, and he pulls himself. You know, when you pull yourself out of the lineup, when you're, you know, like you said, you're a professional athlete. This is your job. When you pull yourself out of the lineup, you know that something's not right. But I think what was nice for Trevor in that thing is he was like, all right, I don't have to deal with that hurdle. I can just have a nice – he had an, he had a nice solid end of the year where not perfect, but I think is going to give a lot of stuff that that will increase his value. And and, and – I don't know if I'm going to buy Seager being better than Trevor's story. I know I've seen a lot of Corey Seager, but uh, Correa, I, I I don't know if I got much of an argument there. But I, I think if Story can be put on the big stage, I think he's going to shine. And 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 I I I I, I guess and, you know I think maybe the door is slightly open still for a return to Colorado just because of that shortstop market. If everyone goes and he takes there and he, he just wants to take the qualifying offer to take the money. But the, I'm going to give that at like less than a 3% chance. Yeah, it, it's just such happening. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the odds of it are, are very slim, but it's just a matter of if some of these big teams shell out for some of the big names, does he want to go to Seattle and play third for on a, on a one and two year deal? Like, is he going to want to do something like that? I'm just not so sure. So, Lucas, what would a what would a contract? What were you, what do you think a Cardinals deal for Trevor Story would look like? How old is Trevor Story? Let me ch- double check. But yeah, I think that, he's in thing. the uh, later. He's twenty eight. He's twenty eight. So he's still on the good set at thirty, if you think of it that way. But here's the thing with the Cardinals: the Cardinals have so much money coming off the books. They've got Matt Carpenter and Carlos Martinez off the books. They've got Dexter Fowler off the books. They've got Andrew Miller coming off the Rockies books. Rockies legend well. Dexter Fowler as well. <laughs> yeah, I think he did a little bit more for the Cubs than he did the Rockies, but I could be <laughs> wrong. Uh, but no, it's a fair point. Um, so they're going to have money to spend. And you could go a couple different routes when you're looking at where the Cardinals are going to spend it. Shortstop, in terms of positional players, if I the shortstop position is the only positional player uh, position <laughs> that I see the Cardinals spending any money on. The outfield is set. You're not going to spend any money there. Third base and first base are set. Catcher, they already spent money on. I guess you could theoretically say that spending uh, a contract extension for Yadier Molina as he heads into his retirement. And second base, you're going to roll with either Tommy Edmond or uh, Nolan Gorman, one of the two um, one of the two spots. And if you go with Nolan Gorman, then you got to ask yourself, do you want Tommy Edmond to play short? But shortstop is going to be the one spot that they're going to sh- shell out their money. You've also got to think about the fact that they're going to have to think about what they want to do with the rotation or the bullpen piece because the rotation was not healthy. They need depth at that rotation, and they need more depth in the bullpen as well. They need some middle relievers, um, especially if they're going to have Alex Reyes um, project to be a starter at the start of the season, which they have said they're going to do. So if, if you if you think to yourself, okay, they can get some bullpen pieces for cheap and they can get a starter for cheap, they're going to ju- you know shout out most of that money to Trevor Story. And I think that if I'm Trevor Story, I don't want to be the first shortstop to sign. I really no. don't. I don't. I don't think anybody wants to be the first shortstop to sign, right? I, I, and especially with, with the work stoppage that seems to be looming, you want to be a later. So I think that you know, depending on what other deals get and what the market tends out to be, I'm not sure what Story is looking for. Um, you also have to think of the fact that the Cardinals have Paul DeYoung signed under contract for a handful more years, and that was an atrocious contract, or has turned into one, as he did underperformed the last two seasons. Uh, so I'd rather have Trevor Story than Paul DeYoung. 
Um, so, but, you know, I, I could see Trevor Story making um, making a bit of a contract. I'm not going to say an actual number because, again, I don't know what the market's going to be. Right. Uh, but I do think that if, if Trevor Story wants to get guaranteed money, then I think St. Louis will be willing to give it to him. Take a quick break here on Locked on Cardinals to tell you guys about Rock Auto. There is an ever-increasing number of makes and models for car parts. It's almost impossible for your local auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning uh, while the person behind the counter searches their database to find the parts on their computer when you have rockauto.com accessed at home or on the go? You can save time and money with rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Uh, Rock Auto prices are always reliably low for every single customer. And whether you need a brake part, tan lamp, motor oil, or even new carpet, go to rockauto.com. Go and explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Be sure to go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how to do hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. They're at rockauto.com. And that's interesting too, because because I got to ask on on this follow up, looking for a starter potentially. John Gray uh, doesn't uh, you know declines the extension from the Rockies. He had all, all signs and and everything from his son says it, it points to a return to the Rockies. But I think he at least wanted to see what free agency was like. Do you what do you think that might be that that starter that John a John Gray type pitcher if if Gray and Story would. Many have thought that was going to be the deal at the deadline with those two players. What if they end up on in St. Louis in the offseason? That's a great point. Uh, I think that, that John Gray is definitely the type of starter the Cardinals would like to have. Um, the Cardinals are very right-handed heavy. Uh, so if you want to try and get another lefty in there, then then that might not be the route because you've got the, your, your four guarantees, in my mind, are going to be Jack Flaherty, Adam Wainwright, Miles Michaelis, and Dakota Hudson. So those are your four guaranteed starters, right? So if you want to throw in a lefty, obviously John Gray would not be your option. But the one that intrigued me more, and he might not be a free agent, is Herman Marquez. Is he a free agent, or is he still on? No, the they control? yeah they they got him a couple of deal a, a little bit. Of, I think a, a year or two ago, something like a, okay. a five year deal. Because yeah, I know at the trade deadline, it was also kind of linked that maybe the Cardinals might go after Marquez and Story. Um, but I think that you know, free agent wise. Because John Gray, you could probably get for a little cheaper, right? So you go a little bit of money in the rotation, then most of your money goes to your shortstop, or you put all the money in a starter and two or three bullpen pieces. I think John Gray is somebody that that I've thought the Cardinals should have gone for in the past um, in terms of a trade candidate. Maybe when his stock was a little bit higher, um, so maybe this the, the stock is a little bit lower now, and they're able to get him for a little cheaper. But absolutely, I think that. There's a very good chance, Paul, that we're doing some crossovers in the offseason because the Cardinals are going to steal a couple more players away from the Rockies. At least there's a really good chance of story, in my opinion. But other players are definitely on the table. That's very interesting. I'm I'm glad you're 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 this come because I, I wasn't sure. I was I kind of thought maybe you know the the New Yorks or something, but I think some of those bigger names are going to attract those bigger markets just because I think yeah. they are going to sleep on on story because of the of the Colorado effect, the course field effect, but. I mean, he's he's such an energetic. I'm going to put it down here, right here. I'm going to say it: best bat flipper in the league. I, I'm going to put it with 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 a dot, <laughs> and, I, and I'm and I'm willing to defend to defend right. that claim. 
Defend it. Go ahead. Defend it. Make, make a 30 second, one minute claim without, without any video evidence. Make, make the claim. He right got now. to learn from Carlos Gonzalez, who was the next <laughs> closest, coolest swing from Ken Griffey Jr. And because of being able to be there, he has the perfect amount of pop when he launches the ball and just the perfect flip every time. And then it leads into a great trot. And he just, it, it's not so much of a, 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 you know, a launching the bat, but it's the beautiful flips like after the ones where he flips or it's the quick drop of the bat. Those are that, that that's why I would say. Yeah. Cargo is definitely when I think of left handed swings, that, that that one jumps to the top of my list as, ooh, that's a pretty swing. Yes. Cargo, had, Cargo had a nice stroke. Man, when he connected with a baseball and just launched it uh, just into the stratosphere. Oh, my God. It's so one much my- fun. So many fun Rockies players that uh, ended up on other teams. Well, I don't I don't know what it is about the Cardinals. What is it? Of, is it something that the Cardinals just being in? kind of you know not that far away they see the Rockies a lot they you know I see I feel like the Cardinals and the in the Rockies seem to cross paths uh pretty frequently in terms of uh of uh out of your division play what is it about Rockies players ending up in St. Louis either through trade you know especially through the trade honestly yeah well I mean for a while you gotta look at it the Cardinals were the, the team most west of the Mississippi before the MLB started expanding west so and especially with, with KMOX radio station there Everybody west of St. Louis got KMOX and started become, becoming Cardinal fans. So you got the fan base there. I've always thought the Cardinals traveled well to Colorado um, in terms of just fan bases. But you, you bring up a good point because Cardinals got Larry Walker in 2005, I, mm-hmm. 2004, 2005. Uh, I think it was on the He one more year, man. Could have gotten that ring. Oh, poor Larry. He's all a famer, though. So that, you, you, you it take worked that. Out, it worked out for him. <laughs> and the Cardinals got Matt Holliday. Um, they traded with Oakland, I think, but Holiday, a former Rocky, going to St. Louis um, and signing a long-term extension. So you've got plenty of, you know, and now you got Nolan, right? So you have a history here of not only guys being acquired from Colorado. That, that That's not where the story ends. It's guys getting acquired from Colorado and continuing to hit because mm-hmm. the Coors effect is something that is talked about a ton, and it, it's got merit to it. If it didn't have any merit, it wouldn't get talked about. But Larry Walker had some great moments in St. Louis, especially in that postseason. Matt Holiday had great moments galore in St. Louis and might end up being a bench coach here in the next couple of weeks. And Nolan Arenado has had an incredible amount of moments here in, in season one. And to be honest with you, and you might know more since you're a little older than I am, but um, but I can't remember if the Rockies, who, who the Rockies got in the Larry Walker deal, who they got in that Holiday deal. Um, and, and if they won either one of those trades or if they just were giving up Walker, giving up Holiday, but at least after one season, they've lost an Nolan Arenado trade. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that, and and we'll probably get into that in a second. But to to answer that, Larry, I can't remember. Larry was one of my favorite players, but I was too young, and I kind of like I felt betrayed by Larry Walker. I thought it was like (laughs) his fault that he got traded to to St. Louis, you know, thinking that he was you know somehow his his dealings. And but uh, the Matt Holiday deal ended with Carlos Gonzalez in Colorado. So you know when you look at that one, it's kind of like. I, they're both legends, honestly. They're both yeah. Rockies legends. They're both power outfielders that had monstrous moments for the Rockies. Uh, it, it's and then of course, I mean, I I literally don't have enough to say about Nolan Arenado. I mean, because that one's the toughest. It's it's not only Rockies players; it's Rockies legends that right. are, that go to St. Louis, and and it's tough. You know, Walker end of the career type of stuff. You're not, you know, it's a little bit easier look uh, on a, on upon reflection there. Let me actually look up that Larry Walker trade. Let's. Uh, and the, let's the holiday s- trade was with Oakland first, wasn't it? He got dealt to Oakland at the deadline, or no? 
Yeah, I think right. I, 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 I think so. Here. He went to Oklahoma, but yeah, but I think that you bring up a good point that it's not just players, right? In all due respect, like it's it's not an Ian Desmond getting traded. It's it's right. not a John Gray getting traded. It, it's it's borderline Hall of Famers. Walker is one. I think Nolan's on that track, and Holiday was a darn good player in his own right, having above two hundred plus career home runs. So. The Cardinals must have something in their database that say, hey, this person can hit outside of Coors Field. Let, let's go grab him from Colorado and see what we can do with him. And from the Cardinals' standpoint, you know they, they've won every one of those trades uh, because all three of them have, have provided great moments. Uh, Larry Walker won a National League pennant with St. Louis. Holiday won a World Series with St. Louis. And I think Nolan is primed to win at least a pennant here in the, in the near future with St. Louis as well. BetOnline.ag is back and better than ever as we take a quick break from Paul Holden and myself's conversation. BetOnline has a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all basketball and football action this upcoming season. Head to the new unupdated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. And if you sign up today and deposit, you get a 50% bonus for your signing up, a welcome bonus for the promo code Locked On L O C K E D O N. It gets you fifty percent more money on your first deposit for signing up today. So if you deposit a hundred bucks, enter the promo code Locked On, you'll get fifty extra dollars from basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. The Cardinals received Walker and cash considerations in exchange for minor league pitcher Jason Birch, and then uh, two players named later, which were Luis Martinez and Chris. Uh, Narvison, and I couldn't tell you anything about any of them. So is that another deal where the Rockies paid St. Louis to take their star player? It seems like it. <laughs> they, uh, it's it's it's. I don't Isn't know that what. Crazy? Isn't that weird? It's dude. It's Dick Momfort, man. He just probably he, I, he's got a boy in St. Louis that he just loves <laughs> hooking. I, you know, him and the owner of the Cardinals just must be besties or something because because it's deflating. That's that's truly yeah. what it is because because it, it's just. The contention window for the Rockies, this most recent one, was just slammed shut because of terrible moves by the GM, Jeff Breidich. And 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 I, at the end of the day, that's where my kind of disappointment starts is, is with him, is because he was so combative with the media. He was so combative with, with answering questions. It seemed like he was so combative with players. And then yeah. you literally shake the foundation to the core of the Rockies by trading away literally the anybody that doesn't know anything about the Rockies that was in Colorado that had even an inkling knows who Nolan Arenado was there right. there's just not a chance. top three player in the history of the franchise Ex already and then they go out and they're competing back-to-back -back playoffs Nolan's under contract for eight years you're going to use that because that Trevor's not going to leave if Nolan's there this rotation's starting to click but then the GM and his ego gets in the way because he doesn't like the way Nolan Arenado's talking. And Nolan, and he doesn't like that a competitive, one of a, a fierce competitor that you know is a fierce competitor who has always been a high-energy competitive guy 
is mad that you didn't do anything to address the failing 2019 season. And then to go into the 2020 season and do, you know, obviously there's a million of other factors, but for the Rockies to hide behind this veil of mid-market and they don't have the money to go after free agents is honestly a bunch of hooey to me. They're a top 10 team in attendance every year. And they might not all, you know, those people might not be buying tickets to see the Rockies because, man, this year the Rockies played more away games than I think anybody. When L.A. was in town, there was way more Dodger blue. Oh, I see what you're saying. I was like, and, no, they played just, 82 away games. No, I hear, yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> it, it, and, you know, they, and they still play no, well, but I mean, I it's it's embarrassing to hear. Yep. Let's go Dodgers. Let's go Giants. Let's go Padres loud and clear on home broadcasts in and and. You got your batters up in the bottom of the ninth trying to come back, and they're not cheering for for him to hit the walk up. They're cheering for the the pitcher, and that's yeah. that's the stuff that burns the most going forward right now. And, and, and you know, leading into to our next topic here, let's just dive into the Nolan stuff. The sting that's left from Nolan, and because I've come to terms, the season's over. He did the homecoming; it's over. The, the deal's done. He's not coming back. The opt out. There's the one sliver of hope that you wanted to hold on to at this point as a Rockies fan for for a, a Nolan reunion is gone. And you're just left with a team that performed better but still didn't do anything, wasn't competitive in the, in the long run. And at the end of the day, as good as Austin Gomber, as great as Austin Gomber was this year, if I go back in time, I'd nix that trade 10 times out of 10. There's I, I, I don't I, there's I think the Rockies could have found and on par Austin Gomber, maybe someone that's a little under Austin Gomber's talent. Maybe you don't get the level that Austin Gomber because when Gomber was good, he was great. This no, year. I, I love Gomber. I mean, yeah, you know, he is. Yeah. A, he he is a solid arm. And, you know, there's development stuff to come from these younger guys. But there's nothing from this year. And even Gomber at the highest that that would make me not go back if i had a time machine go back and be able to stop that trade i just i just don't think there there's any maybe maybe down the line maybe i still need a couple years but but year one i would take nolan back 10 times out of 10 i don't think you're going to find any rockies fan that wouldn't do the same uh and i for the cardinals perspective you wouldn't find a single cardinal fan that says now we're good with nolan or "We're, we're, we're good without nolan i want gomber instead and i want matt carpenter to start at third base like all due respect to matt carpenter his career career trajectory went straight down in the last three seasons, but that's a different different discussion. But um, you know, speaking of like guys continuing to hit after Coors Field, uh, Nolan Arenado had thirty four home runs this season. You know how many of them came in Coors Field? Zero. Oh wait, no. Yeah, I don't Zero. think. Yeah, I don't think he hit anyone. Zero. He was there. Talk about dispelling the Coors effect. Nolan can hit outside of Coors Field. Period. Were his numbers down a little bit? A little bit. He had a 255 average and an 806 OPS. Very respectable. But he became the first Cardinal uh, 100 RBI man since your friend, Matt Holiday. <laughs> so he, he still hits. He still drives in runs. And he, he had a very solid season. And when, when when I look back at this Nolan Arenado season, do I wish the average was a little bit higher? Do I wish he was a little bit more consistent? Yes. But this is a third baseman that hit 34 home runs and drove in 105 runners. I'm, I'm not complaining. But the, th- the thing of it is, is that Nolan has set such a high standard for himself. It's okay, that was good, but it's not Nolan Arenado good. You know, even though it was better than what, better than a third baseman than the Cardinals have seen really since Scott Rowland. Yes, David Freeze had a fine Cardinal tenure, including a very exciting postseason 10 years ago today and yesterday. Had some pretty big moments for the St. Louis Cardinals, but nevertheless, you see, he put up numbers that the Cardinals have not seen at third base since Scott Rowland. 
and put up some defensive gems. I mean, yeah. you, you, you talk about the, you know, even if the offense does take a tick down, you know the defense is going to be there with Nolan Arenado. And it absolutely was. I think he's going to win his, what is it, his ninth straight gold glove to start his career. I don't know if he wins the gold glove. Ryan McMahon is a is a is a tough it's guy. Gonna if you look at the stats, it's going to be a rocky. Did if, you see if, some of the players on Arenado? Man, he's got hey, his own carp catch with St. Louis if, now. If, if you don't about think the Colorado I was the... tarp catch in San Francisco, forget about that. He's got a St. Louis tarp catch now. Or, hey, you know, he's got a tarp away. catch everywhere, but <laughs> the San Francisco tarp catch much more a little. I think he embellished the uh, the St. Louis one a little bit, but that's just me being if 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 I I have to fully admit I am very much the jealous ex. Looking at, you know, I shouldn't have, but I'm looking at Nolan Arenado. I'm searching Nolan Arenado on Twitter. I'm looking yeah, at the Cardinals because I got to know what he's doing. But you're absolutely right. That's the thing with Nolan with the defense. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at his numbers, and yeah, that average is down. But he hit more home runs than anyone on the Rockies roster this year. He hit, and uh, uh, I believe he, if I'm looking at it, if I remember correctly, he hit six more home runs than CJ Crone, the leader of the Rockies this year. Crone had a better batting average, but Nolan, more RBIs, more home runs doing what he does. And then for every run that maybe he didn't get in terms of his offense, he saved on defense. I mean, Nolan makes plays that no one else makes in baseball. I know. And and, and I said this in, in, during the competitive years and, and, you know, maybe not so much in 2020, he was slept on, but Nolan Arenado has been at a top five, at most a top three player in baseball, I think, for for the past few years. I There were years that I honestly thought the only two players better in baseball than, than him were in, in position players was uh, Mike Trout and Mookie Betts. Those were literally the only two players I would say that if I could fantasy draft that I would take over Nolan because Nolan is elite. He's elite on defense. And yeah, again, Offense was down everywhere, and for Nolan to still bounce yeah. back and still do what he did on offense and contribute the way he did, he's great. But I think the one fair criticism to have and and in, 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 of Nolan is the postseason, and and I think a lot of that does go into the fact that he's played mostly wild card games. But Nolan hasn't always shown up in the big games, and I'm just curious what your thoughts. It's it's just a wild card game. The Dodgers are good, but. The momentum and everything was kind of with the Cardinals. I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. There, there, there are some some worrying trends for his postseason uh, his postseason numbers. Yes and no. I mean, like you said, it's, it's mostly wild card games. So, and again, a wild card is postseason play. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, but I think the, the the truth of the matter is is that without Nolan Arenado, the Cardinals don't sniff the postseason the way they played. So mm-hmm. it's hard for me to fault a guy like Nolan Arenado who it helped the Cardinals tremendously. Um, immensely in the 2021 regular season. And also you're facing Max Scherzer and that Dodger bullpen. And I know that they, they ran, they, they simply ran out of gas yeah. in 2021. I, I'm a hundred percent of that mindset. I think that they are, I think they were the best team in baseball this season. All, all respect in the world goes to the giants, but the Dodgers are just that again, that's a different discussion. Um, so do, I, I, I'm not really faulting Arenado for his performance in the wild card game. The Cardinals got one run in that game, and it was on a wild pitch in the first inning. And I think they were 0 for 11 with runners in scoring position. I'm not sure what Nolan was, but one thing I wanted to talk about with Nolan real quick, not to sidestep your question, I just think no, no problem. it wasn't his it wasn't his shortcomings in that wild card game that caused the Cardinals to lose. His alone, I should say. Um, what, else, what what the other thing you get with Nolan Auto, and you touched on it a little bit, is is the competitive nature is the intangible it factor that Nolan Arnauto brings. I mean, the, the emotion, my top, my top Nolan Arnauto moment came in the home opener, uh, bottom of the seventh or bottom of the eighth. 
he gets a two-run home run and gets a standing ovation on the home opener against Milwaukee. Cardinals win that game. Top moment of the season. Top Nolan Arnauto moment of the season. And you have him, who, like you said, hits 30 home runs, drives in 100 RBIs. Those are benchmarks for, for players, right? Those are the numbers you want to hit. And he is saying himself, this isn't just you and I criticizing the average and the other numbers being down. He is saying, yeah, I need to be better. You hit 30 home runs and drove in 100 RBIs. A lot of guys would be satisfied with that. A lot of guys would be 100% satisfied and not even like being lazy. 100% satisfied with the season Nolan Arenado had. Not Nolan. Nolan's not there yet. He, he wants to be better. He wants to do more for his team. And that's why at the trade deadline it, or in August, he was asked, hey, what, what do you say about the, the struggles of your teammates? Or I forget the exact question, but it was something in that nature. And he responds with, I can't criticize anybody because I'm not playing the way I need to play. That's your leader mentality. That is a championship right. mindset that Nolan sets. It's the intangible the, it's the intangible factor that Nolan Arenado brings to this team that I think was the biggest difference. It wasn't his 34 home runs. It wasn't the defensive plays. It was the intangible leadership factor that he brings. And granted, this team had made the playoffs two years in a row. So it's not like this team was devoid of leaders. You had a Paul Goldschmidt. You have an, an Adam Wainwright. You have a Yadier Molina. But Nolan Arenado is just that different beast. He, he's just different. He's, you know, just a different animal when it comes to leadership and it comes to the greediness and comes to the, the ready-to-play mentality each and every day. That, to me, was the biggest difference Nolan Arenado made uh, for, for the St. Louis Cardinals team. And again, no disrespect to Goldschmidt, Wainwright, and those guys. Those guys are all incredible leaders and incredible baseball players. But Nolan was just on a different level on those teams.